Hey. Hi. Hi. How are Hi. you? Hi. Hi. I'm good. Yeah. Good. Sorry I was a little bit late. Um, Taylor oh, Swift okay. released her re-recorded um, album today. And oh, yeah. I had to listen to the re-recorded version of Today Was a Fairy Tale. You know me. Yes. Hazel was You wore a dark gray t-shirt. Hold on. I'm going to change my headphones very quickly. Okay. I'll um, stall for time. Yeah. I have got a very interesting thing to say about a book I got at a used bookstore. It had something in it. It's actually not that exciting, but it was from a long time ago and from a prestigious university, which, if you know me, it's my jam. So I'm really excited to show Susanna because she hasn't heard yet, and I think she'll be intrigued and amused because we both really like this bookstore and it's really interesting because I never find anything in the books I get from there and I feel like I should have better luck considering how many books there are there and how many books I buy from there okay yeah hold on. I'm really excited to show Susanna okay you want cracker seltzers hell yeah you go first okay hold on you know what I'm gonna take off my pop filter for this okay wow I have a Just big foam thing that goes on my thing so that like it doesn't hear the air that I blow on it yeah. but it kind of muffles my um Seltzer. seltzers so yeah okay. bravo okay my turn oh god some water got on my mic I'm gonna yeah. fix that real quick excuse the sound did that make a sound a little bit, but it was okay. Okay. I'm gonna pour into my mug. I've got an interesting thing to tell you. Oh, what? Yeah, I went to Raven today. Fun. You can Raven personal books. information that out. Uh, it's a bookstore near us. Yes. A used bookstore. Our favorite uh, place. I told I told them about it while I was stalling for time. Um, I got a Virginia Woolf book to the lighthouse. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. And I found in it... Uh, thing from columbia university An oh old that's thing. so cool yeah from 2001 oh, i love it when you find old things in books i, I never know. really i never Here. do but it always sounds so nice let me read you what it is it's i think this was stolen from columbia because i mean unless let's see unless edward young who was a Columbia University student in 2001 um, owned Raven at some point. (laughs) Um, I don't think it was... But here, let me read you what it is. Uh, Yeah. This contract is executed between the individual name on the front of this page, cardholder, and Columbia University. The contract references Flex Account, which is a debt account program available to students, faculty, and employees of Columbia University. The card holder's Columbia University ID card, Columbia card, will be the access device for all flex account transactions. And this is the Columbia card. It was from- Wait, so you have some old guy's library card? Yeah, I do, basically. I think that's, I think it's not, I think that might be (gasps) like, um, 
What I'm guessing that is is the contract the guy had to sign when he got his Columbia Library card. Yeah. And so he just kept it, it and used it signature. as a bookmark. I can forge his signature. Yeah. <laughs> and Edward Young, I am coming for you. <laughs> and um, it's... What is this? Wait. Oh, yeah. It's March 18th, 2001. So crazy. Edward Young was an English poet. Yeah, it's spelled. I don't think it's this guy though, because he was born in sixteen eighty three. Spelled Y U N G. Oh. Yeah. So I'm gonna look up where he is now. He might just not be anywhere. What if it's the English poet who was born in sixteen eighty three though? <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> um. Yeah, it might be. Oh, wait. Let's see. This has some... Um... Oh, where is it? Come on. Ah! You keep talking while I look for this. Okay. Um... Wow. Alright, I haven't had to do many fill for times. Um... I didn't do much today. We didn't do anything at school. It was crazy. It was like the most empty day ever. Um, okay. The days are getting longer, which means we might have the rare experience of doing this um, while the sun is setting, which is nice. Oh, yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Well, oh, okay, this is really annoying because it's not the... Excuse me, well, I need to actually... Continue phoning for time. I need to look up how to pronounce this, uh, his profession. Um, it's O P H T H A L M O L O G I S T. Ophthalmologist. Oh yeah, it's ophthalmologist. Yeah, that's who does your glasses. Oh yeah, that's where I get my glasses from. Although I think I might see an optometrist now. Yeah, it's not him, though. He received his degree from some weird place that's not Columbia. God, now I'm having... It's weird. The ophthalmologist is, like, the um, easiest doctor ever. It you is. just, like, sit there while they turn a bunch of switches on your... Oh. Like, you oh, stick your yeah, head in something, and then they ask yeah. you a bunch of questions, and then it's over. Although sometimes you have to get eye drops, which isn't fun. Once mm-hmm. they, like, shot a tiny little ball into my eye and had it bounce back. <laughs> Wait, what? It was really weird. Well, they, it was either that or a laser, so I chose that. <laughs> um. <laughs> Why not the lasers? Lasers are great. Did you know that the black part of your eye is actually, like, a hole? No. And so they shot really it scary. into that. Wait, they shot it. <laughs> to the back of my eye hole. Wait, was it I saw like- it. A physical ball? It was, like, um, microscopic. Okay. Like, I couldn't see it. Good. <laughs> it was good. a really high-tech machine where, like, you shoot it into something and it bounces back into the machine. It measures, like, the distance. Oh. Well, that's interesting. The distance yeah. of how far in your... The black part of your eye is? Yeah. Oh, yeah. cool. Well, I went on an ophthalmologist search for <laughs> Edward Young but couldn't find him no one huh. from Columbia 
At least I did light research. Light at best. <laughs> Slim to none. Um. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, wait. I just looked up Edward Young and I found him. Oh, you did? Yep. Uh, let's see. He has a subspecialization in glaucoma. Um. I could request a. Um, an appointment with him. Oh. Wait, no. No. Edward, Dr. Edward S. Young? Uh, this is Dr. Edward Young. Is he an ophthalmologist? He's an ophthalmologist. Yes, that's him. He's in Upland, California, right? Um, at Pacific Eye Institute? Is he in Upland, California? I don't know if this is in Upland, California. Well, sir. Well, it's the same guy. Let's see. Um, are you tired of glasses and contacts? No, I'm not. I like my glasses. <laughs> um, da, da, da. There are a bunch of pictures of old people in California, so I'm going to guess. He's not that old. He can't be. Oh, maybe he was faculty. And they faculty. do offer... <gasps> They the do offer um, eye plastic surgery, which is weird. Yeah, it is. <laughs> okay, so that was a very brief deep dive, and it's been ten minutes, so I guess we should, we should probably start the episode. Okay, yeah. Sorry, Edward Young, if you're listening to this. <laughs> what if he is? <laughs> what? That would be what? crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if send you us are email, Edward you Young, are. please send please. us an email. It would be awesome. It would be. Okay. Yeah. Um... Well. I'm Susanna. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm Susanna. I'm Will. And this is Anna and Billiam. A podcast about television. Theme song. Theme song. song. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> I, I haven't listened to the theme song in a while. Thanks for singing it. That's cool. Anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, before we start, quick shout out to Union Songs. That's yeah. I'm listening all day. It was um, also nice. Um, it was also a weird coincidence that we were singing the Union Song the day that Amazon did not unionize. Oh, yeah. A little bit ironic. Yeah. But. But we aren't connected to them in any way, so. Hey, we're pro. <laughs> I'm pro union. No, we're not connected to Amazon. So am we I. Buy from- I'm still pro union. Yeah. But we're not I, directly I got a connected lot of great to songs. Amazon or the or Amazon un- or any Amazon unions. Also, okay. I never figured out what that tune is. Neither did Da-da-da-da. I. But we need to go on. My sister said it was when the Saints come marching in, oh. but it's not. No. Because that goes. Da, 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 da. Okay, let's go. Alright, yes. Um, so, so, this week's episode is Downton Abbey. And Downton you guys, Abbey. it's crazy that we're doing this. Yeah. Um, I had a Downton Abbey podcast for like mm-hmm. a few months before this. It's called yeah. Substitute for Wit. You can go check it out. But and please then eventually don't prioritize it over our podcast. <laughs> and then it kind of fizzled out. And this happened. This sprung from its ashes. Um, 
and I'm very happy for that. But it was it was fun. It's, okay. Um, this week's episode is season one, episode seven of Downton. Yes. Yes. We're psyched. Yeah. Um, Suzanne knows this episode an extreme amount. She can quote it. I can sing um, the garden party music. You can. Da, 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 da. Wait, no. I always confuse <laughs> it with um the magic flute, the Papagano song. As Papagano, and in this land I make my home. Those aren't oh the actual God. lyrics. Um, our music teachers wrote <laughs> um, English lyrics. I always got that mixed up with the song we sang in music class about that guy who ran the Navy. It was fictional. The guy who it ran was, the Navy? Yeah, remember, it was, did why I'm happy as can be, because now I am the ruler of the Queen's Navy. Oh, no, right, from, um, the, from her, from the HMS Pinafore. Yeah, uh-huh. So, it's a really weird name for a both a boat and then another weird name for a musical. Yeah, so I do That's like, like saying, this is Skirt the Boat, and this is Skirt the Boat the <laughs> Musical. <laughs> <laughs> so here's what I do. I do. Wait, what's the? And in this land I make my home, and I'm that's happy why I'm all happy all as can be, because now I am the ruler of the queen's baby. Ah uh, yes. So I mash those together. But anyway, no. back to Downton. Um, back to Downton. I know this episode so well. Yeah. Yes. Um, I got stuck on it when I was doing my um newsletter. Uh, like, I just kept watching it over and over again for a month. So I know this episode really, really, really well. Yes. Yeah. So should we start with our summary? Yes, we should. Okay, a lot no, of plot on. lines. There are a um, ton of plot lines. I'm um, not going to include William and Daisy. Should we really? Not really. It wasn't really anything. Because they're just being cute and stuff. Yeah, hold on. But I haven't nailed to the wall for some reason. I probably shouldn't have done that. Not nailed, <laughs> but thumbtacked. Oh. Um... I got eight plot lines. Okay, wait, let's check. I, I have one. Mrs. Patmore gets an eye operation, and that kind of groups together with Mrs. Bird and yeah. the unexpected saboteur. And then <laughs> I World War One begins and travels mm-hmm. and gets proof for, basis, for Bates' case. Mm-hmm. Gwen applies for a telephoning job and gets it. Mm-hmm. Cora's pregnant, Mrs. O'Brien causes a miscarriage, or not a miscarriage, really. Would you call yeah, it a miscarriage? Yeah, I mean, it's a miscarriage. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, Thomas leaves to support the troops. Uh, Matthew calls up a proposal, and Mary exact, exacts revenge on Edith. That Those are the same ones I got, so, okay. Okay, cool. Uh, who's taking what? Okay, how about I will take... You take the first four, I'll take the last four? Yes. So All right. I'm going to do... And we'll switch off. So yes. what's your first one? Uh, Mrs. Patmore gets an eye operation. All right, go. Okay, so since Mrs. Patmore is going blind and she can't be a blind cook, uh, Robert, Robert makes her get a... Uh, or not makes her, but pays for an eye operation and Anna takes her there. Old timey Lasik. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of ophthalmologists, guys. Oh yeah, no kidding. Anyway. Um Anna brings her there and she has to stay for a week to get a surgery. And while she's absent, 
Mrs. Bird, a cook from, where is she from again? Oh, the Crawley household. So, like, Matthew and Isabel's cup. Okay. So, she's from the Crawley household. And, um, uh, Mrs. Patmore instructs Daisy to, um, kind of make the food taste bad so that they're, so that the upstairs people are glad that Mrs. Patmore is back and still think she's doing a great job. Um, except Daisy accidentally, um, puts the bad stuff. What did she put in there? Salt and... Soap. 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 Soap and water. Yeah, she put it in, um, the, the downstairs meals by mistake and got caught. And then she cried and stuff and Miss Bird was fine about it. She was nice. She was nice, Miss Bird. Yeah. I mean, sort of, but still. Yeah. Yeah, that's basically oh, it. Oh, and then uh, Mrs. Patmore comes back, and she's still kind of feuding with Mrs. Bird. Sorry, I'll let you finish yeah. the rest. But they do kind of join together to um, prove a point for Mrs. Hughes. Yeah, about the store cupboard. Yeah, and that's pretty cool. Anyway. All right, what's mine? Uh, World War One begins... Yeah, so, I actually, I researched this a lot. Um, the assassination of um, Archgeneral, Archduke um, Franz Ferdinand, uh, okay, I researched this a long time ago, but there were tensions with Austria-Hungary and Serbia, which eventually led to Germany getting involved, and then Germany, I think, Okay, if I remember correctly, Germany invaded Belgium. It might not be Belgium, but Belgium was neutral. And England was neutral too, but England had signed some kind of agreement with Belgium that meant that then it had to go to war on Germany after Germany invaded Belgium. So that's how England got in the World War, in World War One, And that's how, like, everything, it got kind of major and started. So at the end of the episode... Um, it's kind of like mentioned throughout the episode and then at the end of the episode Robert gets a telegram that me- that says that World War Two just start World War One just started and yes. or we are at war with Germany. They didn't call it World War One. They called it the Great, the Great war. war. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is that it? Is yep. that all? Okay. Let me get back to my podcast notes. Um Anna travels and gets proof for Bates' case. Um, so Bates is, Bates has in the past stolen, well, we find out that he didn't steal, his wife did, and he was just protecting her from jail. Um, before he got to Downton, and he submitted, or he, he gave the proof to, didn't he? He gave the proof. He confessed in the last episode that oh, he yeah. was a thief and a drunk. Yes. And then Bates and then O'Brien and Thomas get this letter yeah. that sort of details his thievery. Uh-huh. But it wasn't actually his thievery. And Anna finds that out when she goes to... Was it a general? Because he was in the army. It was like an army records keeper. Yes, it was an army records keeper because he was in the army and... 
he gives her his Bates's mother's address um and and it goes there and talks to her about uh how Bates didn't really steal anything and how his wife did and he was just protecting her so Anna brings back this news to Robert and Bates's name is cleared so overall good day for Bates yeah good day for Bates um his troubles will return and they will not go away for the rest of the series okay great thanks he's so unlucky okay um what's my next thing uh your next thing is Gwen applies for a telephoning job oh yay okay so um throughout the season from like episode two or three uh Gwen has been looking for a job and Sybil has been helping her but they haven't had any luck yet and they're getting a telephone installed because they telephones are super new but they had one when they were in London and I should note that the episode starts with them coming back from their summer in London uh, which was like the debutante season. And so they were living in London for a while and they got used to the telephone there. The daughters did. So now they're having two telephones installed in Downton, one for the upstairs and one for the downstairs. And um, Sybil, and, um, Sybil, pff, Sybil finds out that uh, the telephone company is looking for a secretary and she instantly thinks of Gwen. So she arranges, she sets up an interview. Um... And then Gwen gets the job, and they're all really excited, and Branson gives her the news, and... Quick question. Yeah. Just about the future. I'm pretty sure you can give this away for me. Does Gwen stay in the picture? Um, she does not. She only returns for one more episode. Remember, oh. she had to go do Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. No kidding. I mean, she yeah. wasn't super big in that, but good for her. And then she married the other guy. The main guy. Oh, John Snow. John Snow. Yeah. What's his name? Oh, whatever. Okay. Kit it's something or other? Kit Harrington. Yeah, he hosted SNL once and she was there. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess she was in the audience. No, no. Like, she stood up and said something. Oh, fun. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, is that it for Gwen Applies? Um, well, should you do how she really interviewed... With. How she really... Oh. Well, you don't really... Oh, yeah. You don't really see it. Well, um, no. Mr. Bromage, yeah. um, like, says that the only reference she gave was you and you don't run a business. And Sybil's like, um, she's a housemaid here. That's why she didn't set any references. Mr. Bromage is like, oh, I like housemaids. <laughs> so then Sybil sets up an interview right in the library. Yeah. Um, and Robert gets a little bit annoyed. That yeah. But overall, he's fine because it's Sybil, and Sybil's great, and she always means good, and she's the coolest and most chill one of anyone. Yeah. Aside from Violet, who's just sitting there. But she's... <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, that it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's see. Next is Cora's pregnant... And Mrs. O'Brien causes a miscarriage. Um, here. Uh, Cora's pregnant with, uh, what we eventually find out is a boy, right? Yeah. Yes. And if it 
if it was born, which it's eventually we find out that's not, um, it would take away the the inheritance from Matthew and the title from Matthew. Um, and then when Violet and Cora are discussing the job of a new maid for Violet because her old one is leaving to get married, O'Brien thinks she's being fired and they're discussing new maids in, to take her place when in reality they're just discussing maid, new maids for Violet and to take out her anger on someone uh, when Cora when Cora's in the bath while pregnant she sl and the sip the soap slips out of her hand um, onto the floor she puts a little soap where Cora would step out and therefore making her fall. And right before Cora falls, O'Brien has a moment of realization. But she finds out she's too late. And Cora has a miscarriage. Yeah. Um, okay. What's mine? Next is Thomas leaves to support the troops. Not exactly to support the troops, but... Um so Thomas is just kind of fed up with life at Downton and he notices that a war is coming. So he knows that he eventually he'll have to join the army because he's young and able-bodied. And so he gets kind of careless and Molesley catches him stealing from Carson's wallet. Uh -huh. And they don't do anything about it quite yet because Cora's pregnant, which is a bad move on their part. But then he hands it his notice because he... Um gets a job serving for the medical corps. Uh, he just wants to get ahead of the draft. I think yes. that's it. Yeah, it is. Okay. Next is Mary and Matthew. Essentially, it comes to light that if it were a boy that was born, um, Matthew would lose his future title and his future inheritance and he proposed to uh, Mary in the last episode and she's still thinking it over and she promised him that as soon as she got back from London she would tell him her answer but she hasn't yet because it comes because it's now known that Court's pregnant and um so she's getting advice every which way and being pulled in all directions and she she's kind of just ambivalent about the whole thing and um and matthew gets annoyed because he says that because he's afraid that mariola wants him for his title and that's basically it and they call and matthew calls off the proposal which sucks yeah. I mean, seriously. Oh. <sighs> oh. <sighs> anyway. <sighs> Over to you. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Mary and Edith is the only one left. Oh, yeah. Mary exacts revenge on Edith. Yeah. Yes. So, Mary uh, stays in London a few weeks later than the rest of them. Uh, just to... I don't know why. Um, plot reasons, I guess. And Evelyn Napier, 
the guy who was staying with her when she slept with Mr. Pamuk and he died in her bed, um, tells, uh, comes over and tells her that the story of, that the Pamuk story got out because of Edith. Edith. Sorry. Edith. Oh my God. She's the worst sister. I. Yeah. Really. She's terrible. She's terrible. And so Edith, um, (coughs) and so Edith is and then Mary confronts Edith in the hallway and Edith calls Mary a slut. Yeah. Which is like not okay, Edith. Yeah. And then um Edith who has been spending more and more time with um with Anthony Anthony Strallen tells Cora that he's going to propose. And Mary overhears, so at the garden party, Mary gets a hold of Anthony Strahan before he can propose and says, Edith says that some guy's going to propose and, like, she really doesn't want it to happen and it's going to be so boring when, and, like, she's totally going to reject him and she absolutely hates him, but she, I don't know who it is. And Anthony Strahan's like, oh no, it's me. Yes. So. Mary being he doesn't incredibly propose. talented and awesome <laughs> and being so cool, that's ridiculous. Even though she's super lonely. And it's so sad, because at the end of the episode, she does the best acting ever. Yeah. Oh my god, <sighs> Michelle Dockery is the best person, like, on Earth. Okay. That's it, okay. I guess. Yeah, that's our summary. Is it All right, deep, deep dives, dives next? So, my deep dives are going to be a little bit abridged today. I've got a long one, and, like, one that just one thing. But, I mean, we did the Edward Young thing. We... Mm-hmm. We got we got plenty of places. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, I just I usually have them on based on um cultural references and there aren't any of those in Downton Abbey, so yeah. Alright. So I looked up Pittman shorthand. And do you do you did you know what shorthand is? Uh no. What? It's this really weird thing. That uses symbols based on sounds instead of letters. So you can write really fast and it's just like a set of like slashes. Um, So Pippin Shorten is a form of shorthand and it was at one time the most popular form of shorthand in English speaking countries due to it being the first class taught in a correspondence course. And we'll remember that Gwen took a correspondence course. Wait, what's it called again? Pippin? uh, Pittman. Pittman. Okay. Pittman shorthand. P-I-T-M-A-N. Okay. So it was invented by Isaac Pittman. I got really into him. Um, And he invented the correspondence course and in doing so invented remote learning. Whoa. So got a lot. Got to thank him. Yeah. Uh, He was a fervent Swedenborgian. I will not elaborate. Um, He was born... On January 4th, 1813, so I obviously did, did a deep dive on that day, it is National Spaghetti Day. Oh, <coughs> It is uh, Myanmar's Mars Independence Day. <gasps> Excuse me, I did Myanmar for my Mali Yuan country. <laughs> they always get uh, a heart, heart attack um, when it's mentioned, which is a lot nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> um, 90 years later, Topsy the Elephant was electrocuted at Coney Island in what is probably the first filmed death of an animal ever. Oh my god. 83 years later, Utah was admitted as the 45th state. 
And 197 years later, the Burj Khalifa, the world's tallest building, opened. So Isaac Pittman shares a birthday with um, Isaac Newton, Louis Braille, and a guy named James Bond who was not James Bond the detective, but rather an ornithologist, (laughs) a bird scientist. Ornithologist, bird scientist. That's cool. Um, Wait, and he died on January 22nd. Would that be called bird zoologist? Is that what it's called? Yeah. He was I, an ornithologist and zoologist. Oh, I only know herpetologist, which is zoologist for reptiles. Uh, yes. Yeah. So he died on January 22nd, which is National Answer Your Cat's Questions Day and National Hot Sauce Day, Ooh. which also <laughs> happens to be Guy Fieri's birthday. So. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. It's also the day that, um... Roe v. Wade was decided, which legalized elective abortions in all 50 states. Um, And he shares a death day with Queen Victoria and Ursula K. Le Guin. So that's fun. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The guy who played Bromage, I just wanted to note that in 2002, he played an uncredited role in a movie called 24-Hour Party People, (laughs) and his uncredited role was named... Man at Sex Pistols gig. <laughs> Wait, what was it called? Twenty Four Hour Party People. Yeah. I'm looking this up. This seems like my okay. kind of movie. <laughs> okay. Eighty six on Rotten Tomatoes. What? Oh. <laughs> That's cool. Ish. Oh, a guy from that movie I watched, The Trip, was in it. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Mark to you. Oh, that's it. Oh, okay. Um, should we go on to... Likes and dislikes. Angelica's, yes. Angelica's and Garnet, sorry. Yes. Angelica's, Angelica's and vultures. vultures. Yeah. Ah, I'm out of it today. Okay. You go first. I have 13, and... Yeah. Okay. Um, Mary exacting revenge on the worst of the sisters, Edith. Anna being an extremely nice person, both because of Bates and Mrs. Patmore. And Mr. Carson practicing his answering message. (laughs) Sybil being the one chill person in all of Downton. (laughs) Uh, Robert crying because it's great acting, not because I want him to cry. How professional and strong Mary Mary is being with both Evelyn Napier and that dud of the bunch, Edith. I mean, seriously, I hate her. She is the worst. But, um, Mrs. Hughes and Mrs. and Mr. Carson being perfect for each other. O'Brien feeling guilty for the act she committed. <laughs> Sybil being the one productive character. Um, William rightfully attacking Thomas. Mrs. Bird and Mr. Mrs. Patmore working together against Mrs. Hughes for a more functional kitchen, even though I do love Hughes. Uh, Mr. Carson supporting Mary at the end. They're, I hope they become BFFs and make friendship bracelets. And Mary reigning over Edith and Edith being brokenhearted. Okay. Uh, fun. Yeah. Okay. Um, Alright. So... Sorry, it's always hard to read my things. Um, 
I liked uh, the masterpiece music and the Downton theme song. Always makes me happy. I wrote to William, uh, dude, your sleeve's already black. You don't need to wear an armband. <laughs> also, it doesn't matter if he wears it when they're serving because you can't see it because his sleeve is already black. I know, it's so weird. <laughs> it's just like a little extra texture. <laughs> but I think um, they I like to the uniform. <laughs> Uh, I like the tapestry above the bed in Cora and Robert's room. I like... Oh, that was a dislike. Um, uh, so much pearl fingering in that scene with Mary. She's just, like, clutching her pearls. Genuinely. Um, I like Violet's wisdom. I wrote, I stayed around Belgrave Square, which is where Rosamond lives. I stayed in a really fancy neighborhood of London when I went there. There oh. were Ferraris on every corner. We should go to England. <laughs> Uh, <coughs> uh, Math. I wrote Matthew's eyes are really blue. I was watching it with my sister, and she's super into some like book series that's always about the color of people's eyes. So when I was watching it, she was just like, "Their eyes are so blue." <laughs> Their eyes are so blue. <laughs> Your sister is not British. <laughs> <laughs> my sister isn't British. No. Um, I like the lighting in Cora's bathroom. I like the go. Nope. I like the lighting in Cora's bedroom. I like Mrs. Patmore and Daisy's whisper conversation, so I should poison it? No, 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 just make it bad. You mean, like, poison it. <laughs> um, I like Sybil in this episode a lot. Um, I noted that the doctor in that eye exam thing played Hermione's dad in Harry Potter. Really? I like Anna's umbrella handle. In that scene in the army records room. Oh, I like uh, all their umbrella handles. When Mary and Aunt Rosamond were walking, Mary had a really cool umbrella. Yeah. Um, I like Mrs. Bird's compassion. I love the line reading of Sybil saying that's about the size of it. I think <laughs> it's just so pr perfect. Um, Bates' mom's crazy accent. She's like... John wasn't the same mon in those days. It's crazy. I think she's like Irish and Scottish and somehow also Scandinavian. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I love Carson on the telephone when he like blows into it and then ends <laughs> up talking to the operator. It's so funny. Uh, I like Mrs. Patmore and her tiny sunglasses. So badass. Oh, no um, kidding. She looks like a... What does she look like? She looks like the penguin, that DC supervillain. <laughs> Actually, he's not supervillain. He's like the one unpopular villain. Wow. <laughs> Aren't penguin. all villains unpopular? Oh, like an obscure villain. Yeah, I'm looking him up. Uh, I like the bird pat more reconciliation. I wrote again, I like the telephone in Carson. If I wrote, if only Cora could give some context to O'Brien. Like, it's so inconvenient. So random. Um, I've heard that garden party music so many times. Uh, when William gives those glasses to Daisy, they're all, like, half full, but, like, in different levels. So, like, are they... Do people just, like, give William, like, glasses that they don't really want to hold anymore, but they're not done with? <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. Um... I like Branson, I like Sybil, I like Gwen, I like Branson and Sybil. I like Mary taking her revenge. I like O'Brien's remorse. I wrote, Bates, stop being so goddamn vague. Um, <laughs> I like Such Good Luck. That's the music that plays in like every Mary Matthew scene, and it's so pretty. I wrote, Marithew. 
I love the beautiful English countryside when Mary's crying. Uh, the return of Scowly Matthew. That's a bit of an inside joke from my newsletter. Or just a joke from my newsletter. But I noticed that in the first episode, Matthew was always scowling. And then it sort of went away over time, but he's scowling again in this one. Um, and I wrote, oh, you all knew it was coming. Like, <laughs> it was a little w- about the war. Because it, it was, like, a little bit weird to have that be, like, the big twist. Like, yeah. everyone knows what happens in August 1914. Uh-huh. Anyways, dislikes. Okay, yes. First one thing. Um, the penguin has a monocle, but it still looks like... <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Batmore. Oh, although there is a Batman 2020 or and it looks really scary in that. So don't pay attention to that. Pay attention to the animated one. (laughs) But anyway. Is the penguin an actual penguin? No, he just has a monocle and wears a suit. (laughs) Okay. That's a weird name for a supervillain. Yeah. So, vultures. O'Brien and Edith being absolutely horrible people. I mean, you can expect it, but Jesus. Robert crying because I feel bad. The fact that Mary and Matthew are fighting. I mean, seriously, it's just such a damper on the mood. Mary crying, even though Michelle Dockery crushed it, and it was the most elegant and graceful crying I've ever seen. It still made me sad. (sighs) Over to you. Those are my watchers. Um, I hate that whole Bates debacle. Yeah. Uh, it was fun when I first watched it. I just you'll see as you start watching this series. I don't know. Bates gets really tiring. Yeah, I don't really um, like Bates anyway. Yeah, yeah. His just constant being so nice and so unlucky yeah. gets a little bit boring. I don't like O'Brien and Thomas smoking all the time. <laughs> I don't like Thomas. Ugh. No kidding. He's the to boy. William too. His mom just died! Yeah, and whatever happened to him again, I forget. Wait, what else happened? Something else happened to him. I think his mom died. No, but something else happened. Did he what get... else happened? Oh, something else happened. I think it was something with Daisy, maybe. Oh, uh, or... probably just got rejected again. Yeah, but no, it wasn't that. I just. Oh yeah, he like convinced Daisy. He said something about um lies and households to Daisy, that made her betray Thomas to um. That made her tell um, Car Carson that Thomas was lying. Oh yeah. Wait, but that can't be it, cause I won't feel bad for him about that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that is. Okay, whatever. Um, over to you. Continue. Um, I wrote, why is Bates so humble? Like, he just, if he just said my wife stole it, it was really mean to everyone around him to be like, I cannot do this. I am an outcast from society. And then he made Anna do all that work just because he was too goddamn uptight to tell them what had happened. <laughs> I mean, he's so self-pitying. I know. He's, he's just like, you're so much better than me. You have to fire me. Oh, uh, so God. Just have a um, goddamn Rosamond and her goddamn meddling. Oh, yeah, like, and her I accent Rosamond. isn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love Rosamond, and um, 
But she screwed she's like up their one of the only redheads who has like good luck. But still, why does she have to meddle? Mary she and Matthew were fine. Up. She screwed it up so much. I know. Um, I don't like Molesley. Way too awkward. Way too much. <laughs> I don't like Isabel making it about Violet. That was so annoying. Where she was like, I know, I know exactly where Mary is coming from on Isabel this. Isabel like, is God. the worst. I mean, really? seriously. It's crazy. Just it's weird how much we don't like about Town 10. I know. I mean, just trust um, your son's instincts for once, please. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, I don't like Edith. I don't yes. like O'Brien. And then that scene before the fight, I knew it was coming. So, like, but, like, and I had seen it a thousand times, but he walked in and, like, my stomach just, like, turned. Because I knew he was about to say something really, really terrible to William. And yeah. I just, like, felt sick inside. So, yeah, Thomas. Yeah, sorry, I'm scratching <sighs> my face out and seeing what it would look like with plastic surgery. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't really make that much of a difference aside from the fact that my face looks trashed. <laughs> yeah, you should get plastic surgery. <laughs> okay. Alright. Uh what we wish had happened. <laughs> what we wish had happened. Yes. Uh let me get my podcast notes out. Yes. Okay, I only have one. That Mrs. Hughes had been punished for her horrible act of irritableness in some other way than guilt and shame. Mrs. Hughes? Oh, sorry, not Mrs. Hughes, Mrs. O'Brien. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, that too as well. I wish, uh... Let's see, I wish, um... It's fine if you don't have any, I mean, it's not No, 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 I've got, I've got some, let's see. I wish that... I wish that Matthew and Mary hadn't broken up. No kidding. I mean, you'll... Mm. You can't say I can't anything. say, uh, but, like, I have my... Mm, I'm not even going to comment on this Don't. with my future knowledge. Because I, I, we probably didn't tell you Will has just started season two. Yeah. I haven't uh, even started on, like, season two yet. Yeah. So... Yeah, I haven't even started season two. So, okay. um, we're getting there. Yeah. And I'm rewatching it with my family, and we're on, like, episode eight. It's going to be really weird. I'm going to go downstairs and watch it with them after this. So <laughs> it's going to be really disorienting. Yeah. But we survive. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's a crossover that I wish was at the garden party, but I just can't think of anyone. You know what? I think Holt should have been at the garden party. Holt? Chatting like with some Captain people. Holt? Yeah. I think Liz should have been stuffing tiny casual conversations. What? I think Liz should have been stuffing tiny sandwiches in her mouth. Oh my god, yes. Well, there Jack were just like kind of. St- Jack would love it there. No Jack kidding. would be like, just... this is a man's house. I know. With the dog. And <laughs> Your the guns. Jack impression is horrible. <laughs> I know. <laughs> this is I'm a really man's house. It's with the a same dog. as my Bates impression. <laughs> <laughs> I have one impression for all men, and it's just, hi, I'm a man. <laughs> That's probably my impression of you. <laughs> God. <sighs> anyway. Uh, yeah. I wish Liz was at the party. Or Tahani. Tahani yes. would have been great. Or Kenneth. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> or anyone. We really just want anyone there. Yeah. I mean, we yeah. love all these shows so much that anyone there would have been great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Shall we go on to quotes? I think, um, uh, uh, April would have liked the graveyard. But yes, quotes. <laughs> oh, I think she lo- would have liked the war most, probably. Yes, definitely. Oh, can I go first for quotes? <laughs> sure. All right. Um, oh dear, that sounds, oh dear, that sounds like trouble. I'll take my hat off. Walks upstairs. <laughs> she has to go upstairs to take her hat off because that sounds like trouble. Um, is there anything worse than losing one's maid? <laughs> God, first world problems. Like first, like first first world problems. Like negative, <laughs> like negative tenth world problems. Yeah, but it's the first of the first world problems because it was so Yeah, like it's higher than first world. (laughs) They're like... (laughs) Um, I've been as gentle as a lamb most of the time. (laughs) So put that in your pipe and smoke it. Oh, no kidding. She crushed that. I mean, seriously, Isabel should feel so bad. Actually, I don't want her to feel bad. I just want her to leave. There have been, I've been waiting, um, you know, I watched this when I thought I was going to go back to school at the end of last year, and we switched schools after last year, and now we're at, like, a Montessori school where everyone's so goddamn nice to each other, Uh but before that we were at a different school where everyone wasn't so nice to each other, (laughs) so I was really looking forward to using some of these lines on the people who annoyed me, (laughs) but now I'm never gonna get to because no one annoys me anymore. It's so annoying how unannoying my classmates are. And put that in your pipe and smoke it is a pretty common phrase. (laughs) (laughs) It is? Yeah. Ugh. I've never heard it before. Have you? Yeah. Did someone just, like, come up to you and be like... (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) I went to Yale, so put that in your pipe and smoke it. (laughs) (laughs) Where have you heard that phrase before? I don't know, but it's definitely one. I've heard it before. No Where? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Were you having a conversation with an old-timey British man? No. No. He <laughs> went to Yale? No. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he went to, like, Cambridge or something. Maybe. God, why is my door open? Mom, can you close my door? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> ah, there we go. <laughs> Are you done with quotes? Oh, uh, yes I am. Okay. Um, I have a couple that are the same as you, but I'm gonna say them anyway. Um, I've been called many things in my life, but never that. That's in res- that's Violet in response to Sybil calling her a romantic. Sometimes it feels as if I were living in H. G. Wells novel. Um is there anything worse than losing's one than losing one's maid? <laughs> Always friends. Matthew to Daisy. I meant uh sorry, William to Daisy. Um Oh my lord, <laughs> listen to that. It's, it's like the cry of the banshee. <laughs> so put that in your pipe and smoke it. Even though I hate O'Brien in this episode, I do really like this insult. That filthy ungrateful cow. <laughs> 
If she won't say yes when he might be poor, he won't want to hear it when he will be rich. I just think that's great writing. Yeah. It's not necessarily unique, but it's really good. Is there any... Oh, I already said, is there anything more similar than Colin's made? Yeah. Okay. Well, those are all, all right. my quotes. Great. We okay, should we move quotes. on to change the channel? We should. Okay. You first? Oh, can I, can I go first? Yeah. All right. I want to shout out New Girl, obviously. Oh, um, I've been watching it, and it's, I'm... I just start, I'm like nine episodes into season six. I really don't want it to be over, but I think I'll survive what it is. I'll have a chance to do more stuff with my life and just watch TV. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. There's someone we forgot to shout out last time. What? Who we desperately yeah. need to shout out. Who? Who? Mr. Alexander Starr. <laughs> oh, my God. How did we miss yeah. that? Yeah. Okay. Mr. Alexander Star. Mr. Alexander Star. <laughs> Mr. Alexander Star. We're not even going to explain who he is or how we know him. No. We're just going to say that we love you, Mr. Alexander Star. We do. And please listen to this. <laughs> and look him up, please. He, yeah. He's an Emmy-nominated rapper and singer. <laughs> or a ringer, as he said. Wait, Grammy? No, Emmy, right. Because he was... His the, his One of his songs... Was the cast uniting anthem for France's number one sitcom? No, it was just TV show, but it was. Oh so yeah, funny. just TV show. But I love how it was the cast uniting. <laughs> the cast was in a fight, and then they played that song and they were united. What was it like? Our souls pass. Um. Pass the Pass the good vibes around. <laughs> something something of that nature. Um, look no, him it's up. called Pass the Good Vibes Around. <laughs> look him up. He has an amazing website, and all his shirts, all his merchandising <laughs> look like Hamilton shirts because it's a, it's a gold star for Alexander Starr on a black shirt with his silhouette in it. And I don't know if that's intentional or not, but it's not directly the Hamilton shirt, so it's really weird. <laughs> So, yes, definite big shout-out to Mr. Alexander Starr. Yes, his name's just Alexander Starr, but his Twitter handle is Mr. Alexander Starr, and he keeps shouting it out in his songs, and it's really funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we saw him perform live over Zoom. <laughs> we're, we're not telling you why, though. Yeah, we just we did. Although I did Also, tell that him. was not live. Uh, yeah, I guess it was him. But we did meet him live over Zoom. We did. We went to a Zoom autograph room with him. Yes. And Personal information. We asked him a question. <laughs> so did... Um... Personal information. Yeah. Anyway. Um, is, is that all for you? I'm sure I'll think of more. Um, I'd like to shout out Les Miserables. As always. Um, oh, oh, yeah. How far you re-release. That? Pete Seeger, for sure. Especially um, Israeli folk song made popular by Pete Seeger. Tzena, tzena, tzena. Oh, yeah. Um, tzena, tzena, I can't remember the second verse. It's like... Suzanne taught me how to spell Sena, Shoshana, Which and is my name in Hebrew. Viliam. 
Vlaim. There's no double you or I in um, Hebrew, so I did the best yeah. I could. But I like, think you should start calling me that. <laughs> but I know some Hebrew symbols now. I'll have to look at my phone because I took pictures of them. But it was really fun. Yeah. And thank you for that. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to do mine now. Can't and Won't Stories. Suzanne gave me this book. It's by Lydia Davis. Oh, I love that book. She loves it so much. And it's pretty good. It's really good so far. I've read like the first 30 pages and it's really good. Have you so. read that story about the plane yet? Uh, no. No. That's my favorite. Okay. I, I'll, I'll be happy to read it. Um, knowing that it's your favorite. And The Trip. It's a movie I watched. It was, um, it was a little sad, a little funny. Mostly funny. Um, and really good. Yeah, I digged it. Um, Cartesian coordinates. What, what? I think it's Cartesian coordinates. No, I think, oh, maybe, but I don't care, really. <laughs> um, I love how that's what we're shouting out. Yeah. No, it's just, we're doing it in math. It's the x-axis, y-axis thing, and it's really easy. I mean, it's not, it, it will get harder, but she's just teaching us the basics, our math teacher. So, um, and it was really easy in math today, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we just drew butterflies. Yeah. Well, not really. It was kind of like to connect the dots, but you had to do it with the axis. But it was fun-ish, sort of. <laughs> kind of. Um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Because I saw this on Melissa Fumero's Instagram. It was... It was her filming. Yeah. Which made me really happy. And I texted you. Yeah, and it. did you see the um, uh, Q&A she did on stories? I didn't, but I'll check that I out. I think once one of us sees it, like, it gets, it disappears, which is kind uh, of annoying. Because really? we share an Instagram account now. Oh, yeah. Because it's our, it's our um, podcast account. Yeah. Xanabillium, at Xanabillium, follow us. Yeah. Whoop, whoop. We post, like, every week, and we're probably going to do some more. Yeah. I have one, po- I have one photo I'm waiting for uh, when we have a good place episode to share. Okay, great. Because I saw a switch in the middle of a road. Like oh. a switch in the middle of a field, and I thought it was very good place esque. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, those are all mine. Oh, one more shout out. I got this at that bookstore we were talking about. To the Lighthouse. I'm mm. really. Ex- oh, it's upside down. To the Lighthouse. I think I saw that book on my mom's desk. Yeah, I assume your mom liked it. Oh, and yeah, what was that book that you said your parents recommended? Um, Heartbreaking Work with Staggering Genius. No, the other one. After you said that was one was sad, you were going to read the other one? Oh, For Whom the Bell Tolls. Right! Okay, I, I, I told my parents that you were going to read... Yeah, I always tell your parent, my parents what you're reading. They're always like, ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> well, it's very interesting this? to see their reactions. What'd they say I'll tell them this? that it's for who the bell tolls. By the way, the correct grammar is for whom the bell tolls. No, it is for whom the bell tolls. Oh, okay. That's yeah. good. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, lots yeah. of shout outs. Shout outs were great, yeah. Shout okay. outs were great. What will happen to the gang next year? 
Susanna. Can I just give an anti shout out to bugs? It suddenly got really warm this week. Yes. And now I have mosquito bites again for some reason. Same here. Like one on the back of my neck. It's so itchy. Oh god, that's terrible. I got. I have mine um like on my upper ankles, and I wear high top sneakers, and it's like hell. Oh my god, yeah, that sucks. Cause it's such a sensitive area. Upper ankles, they suck. Yeah, I always get mine on my ankles because I wear pants in the winter. And, like, yeah. every other, except my face, and I can spot things off my face. And, like, usually my arms are covered, so then my ankles are just the, and I always wear pants in the summer, so my ankles are just the easiest target, so it's uh-huh. terrible. They're yeah, what I sucks. walk on my feet. I know. My feet, they're what, my, they're what I walk on. Yeah. Did I just do, like, an ad for feet? Feet. <laughs> you stand on them. <laughs> <laughs> feet. You stand on them, right? But there's a lot more. Let me show you around. <laughs> um, oh, we should do an ad for feet. <laughs> okay. Yeah, feet's popularity is really low right now. <laughs> All right, what will happen to the gang next year? What will happen to the gang next year? Oh, my God. So next year, the gang... Will uh, do another Portlandia. God, we were, sta- we were starting the cycle. Oh, yeah, Amore. Yeah, Amore. Is it Amore? It's going to be exciting. Yes. Rachel Dratch will be there. Yes, as Fred's Italian wife. We're excited. <laughs> yeah, you should be. It's a good episode. Yeah, it's great. I'm not going to say anything more about it. Yeah, we're excited. <laughs> yeah. All right. And then we really got to figure out what we're doing after that. So yes, we do. I'm sure we will. We're getting lunch tomorrow, so with Audrey. Okay, cool. So we're gonna cool, figure cool, cool. we'll figure it out then. Cool, cool, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Um okay. Yeah, I mean I guess that's it. Can I do the sign off? Uh yes you can. Oh cocaine. Uh, cocaine. Cocaine. Cocaine, cocaine, cocaine. <laughs> cocaine. Suzanne's on cocaine right now, so she's slurring. <laughs> that's what it is. I mean I guess cocaine might doesn't really make you slur, it kind of makes you all alert no. and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I've never done cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> and I have? <laughs> I don't know, you just... I, I'm just saying that I won't be able to offer any clarification on this <laughs> okay. subject. Okay. What was I going to say? I had something to say about cocaine. I don't know, I was just no, thinking we about that moment when um, Leslie Nope was on a date and she said... And she had to go to the toilet, and she says all those weird things about it. And she says, I'm going to go see a man about some porcelain. And then she was like, I'm not buying cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Leslie. <sighs> <laughs> all right. Um, well, I've been Susanna. I've been well. And Seth Myers, this is not a death threat. Bye. Bye. Happy 15 episodes. Yep.